0: The Sharks get absolutely waxed by the Edmonton Oilers. Magnus Corona gets hung out to dry, but the Sharks prospects looking good at World Juniors. So all that and more on today's episode. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey. Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, even if they lose a bajillion games in a row. Um, yeah. That's brutal. If you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow on wherever you get podcasts, and of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. And the Sharks seven straight losses now as they lose five to nothing by the Edmonton Oilers in a very not competitive game. Even though when we dig into the numbers here, uh, the numbers are going to actually look. Somewhat favorable to the Sharks, but this game was not competitive in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so we're going to talk about Magnus Crona and his debut, uh, splitting up the weird lines that we got in the third period. Um Take a look at the numbers behind this game. And then, of course, talk about uh, the hope that is the future in the Sharks at the World Juniors. So before we get into all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. (laughs) Woof. Um... Not as bad as the getting blown out 10, you know, 10 to 1, 10 to 2. Uh, I put this up there with the Kraken game where they lost like 7 to 1. Um, that That's kind of where I, I I put this 5 to nothing beat down. Uh, at least like yesterday they lost 5 to 1 to the Kings. And, you know, you, you saw like competitive hockey from the Sharks, you know, for stretches of play. And this game, it was from the jump. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers just came out and basically looked like they were on the power play for good chunks of the game, despite only having about 15 seconds of actual power play time in this game. <laughs> the, the, the Oilers just kind of did whatever they wanted to. And um, we're going to start, with of course, with, with Maggot's Corona, who made his NHL debut. And was, you know, first NHL start. excuse me, had his debut earlier in the season where in one of those 10 to, you know, 10 to very little losses. I think it was against the Penguins, but, and, you know, kind of had that moment spoiled um, because you're getting absolutely blown out and you're the laughing stock of the NHL at that point. And then tonight, right? <laughs> You dream about your NHL debut, um, and, you know, kind of what that goes. And, you know, I'm sure just like everybody who's ever dreamed about playing in, a uh, professional sport, you picture yourself being the hero, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, i is in the backyard pretending I was gonna be the next Dan Marino and win the Super Bowl, um, as a kid, even still every once in a while now, but, um, you know, and you get to it, and then this happens, right? And the Sharks just were not competitive at all. And, um, like, any way, shape, or form, just the defense was an absolute train wreck tonight, uh, just constantly making bad decisions, pinching when they shouldn't be pinching, uh, putting their guys in bad situations. How many times was it, like, you know, on – uh the hyman goal right where it's fro and then zettelin is playing the defense and zettelin needs to do a better job of of trying to cover hyman there but how many times is it just the defense putting the goal in a bad situation because they're you know caught up in the play or whatever it was maybe trying to push for offense etc etc but like and defenses for nerds etc but you have to be actually like good at offense to be a defenses for nerds type of player um yeah just you you feel terrible he's a good kid i talked to him you know um did an interview with him end of october right um and good kid like you know, I'm sure he's had plenty of games like this where you know he's been hung out to dry, gotten pulled. But you just feel bad for the the poor kid who's been working towards his moment for his entire life, and this is this is the moment he's going to have. And hopefully, he'll have plenty of good NHL moments and and stuff. But um, just just tough, tough for that poor. You you have to feel for that poor kid. So um, it, I understand what David Quinn was doing, right? especially with Mackenzie Blackwood being ill, um, you Magnus Corona has been the most, I would say he hasn't had the splashes, but I think he's been the most consistent of the Barracuda goaltenders, right? Trying to reward a guy for his work so far. Plus you're kind of in a pinch. Um, I probably would have just run Capo out there for two nights in a row, especially since you don't play again until Sunday. Um, is just like in this the way, especially the way Edmonton's been playing right now, where there's just an absolute buzzsaw. But anyway, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I just hope that this isn't just you know, hopefully better days for, for a head for Capo or for uh excuse me, for um uh Magnus Crona. So um other interesting things. So we got you know the line jumble in the third period and i don't know if it was david quinn looking for a spark uh whatever it was um you know just interesting line decisions especially um in the third period right um william Eklund playing on the third line with student um and luke cunning like that that's the one right And I get, you know, William Eklund hasn't scored a goal in six games, but this was no way a William Eklund issue tonight. And maybe, again, maybe he was trying to find a spark, trying to see something new. We've kind of had the same lines for the past couple, you know, past couple weeks with with guys, and I fully expect those lines to kind of get put back. Or actually, who knows what the lines will look like next. But um, I I just, the William Eklund playing on the third line, Maybe he's trying to find Equan a better matchup. I don't know, but like just absolutely insane. Um to me, to be honest, right? Um, Hurdle, you know, we we've talked over the past couple of podcasts, and again, I have very limited access to advanced stats, right? Just whatever, National Statric, you know, websites. David Quinn has a plethora of, of stats and info and information and he hits, knows more about coaching than I will ever, you know, knows more about hockey than than I will ever. I I just don't get that, right? I mean, I thought the hurdle uh, zadina Eklund line played pretty well tonight despite everything we saw. I know they had a couple goals against from them, um, and one of them they got caught out there for a long shift, right, um, where they kind of played an entire shift and then got caught in their own zone, had to play basically, you know, uh, two shifts in one, uh, and that led to a goal there. Um, that was uh, Cody, CC Zach Hyman, and then they gave it to Ryan Eugene Hopkins. But, like, that line was kind of producing, at least attempted to produce offense, and then you kind of split it up. So, again, we will see if it was more of a trying to find a spark or whatever. Um, just thought it was really interesting. We'll dig into the numbers here and kind of show the comparison of, what that line looked like with hurdle and what that line or with uh, Eklund and what that line looked like without Eklund here in just a second. But um, yeah, this is just the sharks. Like we've seen this team just, you know, they started the season just unable to have sustained offense some of that caught up and you got some positive regression to the mean. And then now you're kind of in another Valley of this team, just struggling to find any sort of consistent offense. So, um, and it's not getting much easier when you have to go play Colorado uh, on Sunday. And like the schedule does not really lighten up here. Like we could be looking at another um, four 10 plus game losing streak here. So just quickly um, you play, Colorado on Sunday, Detroit at home on Tuesday, um, and then Winnipeg on Thursday, the 4th. Uh, Then you on Saturday, you play uh, the Maple Leafs, and then you start an East Coast swing uh, with the Maple Leafs and Canadians. I guess the Canadians is a game you're kind of circling, but um, if you lose the next one, two, three, four, five, you're at 12-game losing streak potentially there. Um, And I know they beat the Red Wings. I know they beat the Jets earlier this year that's still a that's that's a lot of losses starting to pile up again so um but hey MacConnell Celebrini is really good at hockey so uh we'll keep keep the eyes on the prize here with that so um so yeah we'll get to kind of dig into the numbers and of course we'll talk about the bright spot that is the Sharks prospects and man having MacConnell Celebrini is going to be super awesome so uh, we'll get to that here in just one second Today's episode is brought to you guys by Athletic AG1 by Athletic Greens. Keeping up with proper nutrition is really hard. You're busy, you're stuck at your desk, you eat whatever you can just to get through your day. But what if you could start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional assurance? With a single scoop of AG1 and a glass of water, you can do just that and absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, optogens to help start your day, right? Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up with a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day, which just isn't sustainable. So he created Athletic Greens after experience how difficult it was to create optimal nutrition on your own, all for around 3 bucks a day. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, uh, let's dig into the numbers. So they're going to look much closer than they actually are. This game actually was right, Um, and I think a lot of that can be the Edmonton taking their foot off the gas. You're up five to nothing. You know, whatever whatever you want to point to, but uh, the numbers are going to look way closer than actually this game actually was. So um, we had 52 minutes and 15 seconds of five V five ice time, um, 56 to 44 shot attempts in favor of the Oilers, 56 to 44% Corsi nice and easy there. Right. Um, Not a math guy, but that one, that one's easy. So, um, shots, actual shots on net uh, 27 to 20 in favor of the uh, Oilers um, scoring chances for 32 to 23 in favor of the Oilers 1111 11 high danger chances and 2.51 to 206 expected goals for the Sharks actually got kind of unlucky tonight when it came to actually scoring goals. Um, you know, you counting all situations, the Sharks could have had three expected goals was they should have had three they ended up with zero and there was a lot of like hit the post um zadina just misses on hit zadina had a couple where he hits the post uh equine f- from behind the net finds him as zadina just not ready for the pass a bunch of stuff like that right where just sharks unable to capitalize on their opportunities. And that has kind of been a running theme of the Sharks recently. It's just their inability to capitalize on their opportunities just because they're such a talent poor team. So um, the actual lines to start the game. So uh, Ryan Carpenter uh, returned Um, Giovanni Smith went on IR. It just kind of seems like every, you know, one man up, one man down uh, situation could be again, if you want to put on your tinfoil hat could be Mike Greer kind of trying to game the system a little bit. So he doesn't have to put in anybody on waivers. That's if you want to put your tinfoil hat on, um, you could do that, but you know, you just kind of notice guy goes on IR guy goes, comes back from IR uh, right around the same time. Who knows again, tinfoil hat, JD. So, um, but yes, the lines tonight: uh, Eklund, hurdles Adina, and then you had Zadelin, Granlin, Duclair, Cunning, Studnika, Hoffman, and then Barabanov, Carpenter, Justin Bailey uh, tonight. Um, interest: Barabanov has just not looked great this season, um, and Logan Couture cannot come back fast enough for Barabanov because uh, those guys just play really, really well together. So, um, but anyway. I hurdles Adina, 9 10 time on ice 10 shots for 8 allowed or shot attempts excuse me 10 to 8 now um, actual shots was 6 to 5 gave up two goals expected goals for 0.82 to 0.25 it's pretty good um again i know they gave up two goals scoring chances for 6 to 3 high danger chances for 4 to 1 um three zones uh, offensive zone starts so that's not too bad. Again, I think they, they got kind of matched up against the the second line, uh, second line of the Oilers, which makes sense, right? Um, that's one of your best lines to try to score, put them in a little bit less, uh, a little bit better um, opportunity, but uh, alas, did not happen. Cunning Studnika Hoffman played the second most ice time at five v five at eight thirty one, nine to four sh- uh, shot attempts, five to four actual shots on goal, 0-0 scoring chances, 0.26 to 0.19 uh, expected goals, four um, two to two scoring chances, one to one high danger chances. So, Zetterling Granlin, Duclair had a. Brutal night tonight, uh, 743 uh, time on ice. And again, you're playing against McDavid. McDavid has been, ever since he's gotten healthy, uh, dude's been on a mission to try to catch up for all those missed points. Um, and you kind of got lucky. You, you only held McDavid to one point, and he could have had a couple goals that either hit the post or he just missed or whatever. They get two posts tonight. So uh, 3-13, to 2-6 actual shots on goal. Did give up a goal, 0.15 to 0.67 expected goals Four favor of the Oilers. Two to ten scoring chances. Zero to six high danger chances. Um, with a lot of neutral and defensive zone starts. So then the Barabano, Ryan Justin Bailey line played seven thirty four eight to seven shot attempts. Uh, actual shots was one to two point four five to point zero five expected goals four. Um, so not a bad night from that line again It's your fourth line they had the second most expected goals for um behind only the uh hurdle eckland and uh, as line so just an interesting note right so we had Duclair ended up flipping and going uh so kind of Duclair got bumped up um hoffman got bumped up and then eckland got bumped all the way down to the third line so Smaller uh sample size, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So the zetterling Grayland Hoffman line three to two, but shot attempts. So Echo and sunika Cunning played 304, 5 to 3 shot attempts. Um with a 0.27 expected goals for that was third. They played three minutes together. Hmm. Interesting. Duclair Hurdle Zadina played 349. One shot attempt gave up nine. Uh, one to three actual shots. Expected goals four point zero five. Woof. So, just an interesting again analytics aren't aren't the end-all be-all there's another tool in your toolkit right um they're not the end-all be-all like that's why i tried my best to kind of match what i see watching the game and what the numbers tell me and i think that tells you um what i saw tonight was Eklund was not the problem and it is interesting that he was the one who got sent down um to play on the third line. And even when he got sent down, um, to play on the third line, guess what? He played well in that third line and added a lot of pop to that third line. So just, just one period, just an interesting, sad. So, um, I'll spare the goalie numbers because, again, um, you know, it's – I just – I feel so bad for uh, – and this seems to be the tone Camera out of the locker room was that everyone just felt so bad for Magnus Krona tonight. Um, you, you know, it's – poor kid. You feel bad for him. So, um, anyway, uh, we'll get into World Juniors here. Uh, again, the rest of the the stats here, it's – yes, this game was – The numbers made it look like this game was much closer than it actually was. Um, What you saw tonight, I think, is you saw Eklund kind of made some flash plays. The Sharks weren't able to kind of sustain that. And a lot of the other lines, I think, struggled to have any sustained offense. And the defense was a hot mess tonight. So uh, we'll turn the page on this game and talk about the future and why the future is the children. So um, we'll do that here in one second. It's almost a halfway point in the season. Sharks fans, you know it's been a tough one. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are a number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you do is pick your favorite players, uh, whether they're NHL superstars like McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, um, or some of your personal favorite players like Tomas Hurdle, Mario Ferraro, Slip Repeat, and record their more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus and minus, and more in a given game. To win a hundred times bet on sleeper, You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, so we had uh, just two World Junior games today. I was able to watch a good chunk of these at work. Uh, Don't tell my boss. Um, But Will Smith, we'll start with the Team USA game. Will Smith um, and Eric uh, Polkamp. both of them actually got a goal today. Um, Smith was, I thought, looked outstanding today. And again, I know they're playing lesser competition, uh, but Team USA kind of did what you expect for a team like Team USA, who's one of the, you know, three you kind of pick. You kind of think it's going to come down to between Canada, Sweden, and U.S. and on um, potential gold. Uh, who's going to win gold? And that team played really well. Um they got a lot of competition or a lot of, a lot of that that line of the uh, Cutter Gauthier, uh Jimmy Snuggerud. And then uh, who else am I missing? That line. That's, that's really tired today. But that line, which, um, oh, my God, it's going to drive me nuts. I can't think of the third one on there because it's like an all-time name line, too. It's really great. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Um, but uh, that line really, really played well for them. And remember, okay um will smith is playing on the third line um basically other than canada um i would argue will smith is probably a first line player for any other play any other team in this tournament right um just because like that that's how good that's how good good this team is um because of like team usa is right uh, i'm pulling on up right now uh McGrory, how can our dude rutker mcgrordy sorry i'm sure there's somebody in their car just screaming rutker mcgrordy record mcgrordy this like the past minute right here um but that line was like amazing right and like that's like, team usa can just roll out a bunch of awesome lines um but will smith had a goal tonight eric this morning you saw just that passing ability, of course, the chemistry he has with his line mates and Ryan Leonard, um, you know, and, and uh, Gauthier, like that, that line is just, or Gay Pro, excuse me, uh, Gay Pro uh, and Ryan Leonard, that line is just really, really good. And they've been really, really good for Boston College and they just seem to be kind of doing the same thing. So but he just doesn't get the same Ice time that he is, you know, does at Boston College, et cetera, et cetera. That's what happens when you get these like really, really stacked teams. A guy like Will Smith is having to kind of play on the third line. So, but you saw a lot of promising stuff. He continued to play well. Um, If you're into like, uh, you know, uh, game scores, et cetera, et cetera, I'm a big, like, I like the game scores. Um, Mitch Brown and has, has one that he's been doing for um you know for the world juniors he and will smith's game score today was awesome um he was one of the top like seriously like one of the top guys uh in today's game so um didn't get to see the same production but will smith's doing fine so um eric Polkamp, good for him to get a goal Again, like I talked about the other day, want to see how he can if he can kind of continue to carve out a little bit more ice uh, time. He is that seventh defenseman for Team USA, but again, when you're up eleven to whatever I think it was eleven to three or whatever the final was, um, he got to earn a little bit more ice time and make good use of it with with scoring that goal. So um, Team USA is doing really well. It's gonna be fun to see if they can can. That's the nice thing with with so many prospects you can kind of root for all the different teams and see you know so like if we get Canada and U.S. or Sweden like whoever wins you can kind of continue to root for those guys but um, it is fun to watch Team USA and um, again if he's not if Will Smith's not getting the same production that you would kind of expect he's again playing on the third line and people keep asking Quint Musty who are you taking off this Team USA team right like Quinton Musty's awesome. He's going to be on Team USA next year. Um, he had a Quinton Musty had another goal tonight in the um with Sudbury. Um, like Quinton Musty, it's again, it's just it's so hard to crack this lineup. Um, who are you taking off? Right? It's it's just it's tough to ask Quinton Musty to make this lineup. I fully expect uh, Musty to be on the team next year. But uh, switching over to Team uh, Sweden, B said, uh, "Monster game today again." If you're looking, you know, if you like. Um, the stats and stuff. Beasted was an absolute ridiculous. He's actually, if you're looking at the, all the micro stats, games 5v5, all combined. Beasted, here's the people in front of Beasted right now Frank uh, Nazer, who had a bajillion assists today. Jimmy Snuggerud, who had a bajillion goals today. Mackenzie Lebrini, who's going to be the first overall pick and hopefully the Sharks. Phil Beasted. Beasted just dominates dominates whenever uh it comes to uh this world juniors so um he had an assist today at least that's what i've been told on the internet um but he had an assist today on a matthias havleg goal which is something we like to see as sharks fans but um yeah beasted and germany played beast or played sweeter really tough and um germany had a big win the other day the team is, you know, they, they play hard, they play tough, and Sweden had to kind of sweat this out for a little bit, right? It was only one to nothing going in at the end of the first period. Um, and then they kind of. Sweden kind of started to you know crack crack through and uh kind of broke it open there but B said played really well and Havlet played really well our good friend um Hattie was tweeting about uh was tweeting about uh Havlet today and just like how his game really kind of suits for this tournament um so yeah he is uh yeah good good things to see from the sharks so again um Try not to make too much out of a tournament, right? This isn't like the Sharks are going to win the the Stanley Cup in like two years. You try not to take too much out of it like when we had Hattie on, you know. You want to see what you can pick and pull, but it's, it's good to see the way that the Sharks players are kind of rising up, um, to the occasion. We got, uh, more, I think team Canada and team Sweden play against each other tomorrow. So it's going to be a good opportunity to see our boy Jake Furlong play, see potentially our boy, uh, Macklin Celebrini, um, and, you know, enjoy world juniors. It's really been really fun to watch so far. So, um, that's going to do it for me today. Um, Really tired tonight. So uh, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back on Monday. Yes, we will have a, I know it's New Year's Day. We'll have an episode for you guys recapping the avs, probably continue world juniors talk. And now we're starting to get guys getting back into uh prospects getting back into action. So maybe uh early next week we'll probably also do another uh prospect reef where we can, you know, kind of checking on some of the guys as they're getting back into action. Um, you know, some of the college guys are getting back. Um, I know Portland played the other the Portland Winterhawks played the other night. So Luca Cagnoni is back in action. So uh Quentin Musty back in action. So we'll probably do another prospect reef uh episode here coming up soon so that's going to be it for me today um be back on monday make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch on youtube as well uh you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at locked on sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fryhole. until monday bye friends